Hi there, my name's Oshin Lunny and welcome to Audio Talks, presented to you by Harman. And this episode, we're going to explore advanced audio for high performance. From the eye of the tiger to the thrill of the fight, and rising up to the challenge of our rival. Many of us associate music with peak performance. And from running playlists to Olympic arena sounds, great audio can be the perfect companion to your personal best. I'm delighted to be joined today by two people who know all about advanced audio for high performance, how it works, why it works, and what's coming next. Welcome to the podcast, Chantal Epp, the founder and CEO at Click and Clear. Hiya, great to be here. And Mikael Harrier, who is the category director for headphones and wearables at Harman. Welcome, Mikael. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome to have you both here. Okay, so for anyone that might not be familiar with your work over there at Click and Clear, uh, Chantal, tell us a bit about what Click and Clear does. Yep. So Click and Clear is a music rights tech and licensing company servicing untapped markets. So we're initially focused on the performance sports and fitness space. And uh, we well, I basically started the company following a lawsuit between a major label and the US cheerleading industry. Uh, they were editing and adapting music into a mix to accompany their routines. And of course, we're not licensing it. So at the time I was working in sync licensing, uh, but I'm also a world champion cheerleader and have a music production company uh, that creates mixes for cheerleading and dance. So the universe uh, kind of told me to create this company. (laughs) Uh, And so I did. So uh, I started working with record labels and publishers, clearing the specialist set of rights needed and also uh, have been working with international and national sports federations in dance, gymnastics, figure skating, cheerleading, marching arts, and many more, assisting them in licensing music appropriately and providing them with a suite of technologies to help them manage all of that, from rights management to licensing and verification. Wow, fantastic. And therein lies the CV of a true polymath. Uh, Very impressive, Chantal. And I I know that you're helping out the industry on a global scale, which is just awesome. And coming over to yourself, Mikael, the folks tuned into the podcast may be familiar with what Harman does already and the brands like, you know, JBL and AKG and Armand Carden. But let's have a bit of a look at some of the cool equipment that your role at Harman covers, because I know it's really interesting and very relevant to this topic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my role covers um, headphones, basically consumer headphones, not professional headphones, but mm. everything within lifestyle, active lifestyle, and also the exciting category of gaming. So uh, there's quite a wide space uh, for the yeah lifestyle part of Harmon. The gaming stuff is off the charts. We had some good podcast editions about that previously. And I know that a lot of gamers are using that immersive 360 sound for a competitive advantage, but uh, maybe we'll come back to that. But first, I wanted just to, you know, have a bit of a deep dive into the link between music and performance sports with your good self, Chantal. Now, you obviously, as you said, you work with music and the very top level of sporting performance. What do you think is the link between fitness, athletic performance and music? So we actually did a blog on this uh, not too long ago, which was kind of based off of some research from, I think it was Brunel University. And essentially, music is a performance enhancing drug. So a legal one. (laughs) So much so that I think the Track and Field Association in the US banned music from uh, their running kind of uh, competitions because it helps so much. And the, the kind of studies 
basically concluded that music essentially distracts your brain. So when you're doing the physical exercise, the perceived effort, it reduces by over 10% when listening to music. So essentially you can do more for harder for longer as well, because it also improves endurance by 15%. Um, And they also found that the best BPM to kind of work to is 125 to 140 BPM. So, you know, quite speedy, but your average pop song is about 120. So that's why pop music is often enjoyed in these kind of spaces. And then the other findings, which is really important for the sports that we're working with, where they're routine based, you know, you create a gymnastics routine or a dance routine, cheerleading routine, whatever it is. And actually, when you're using music, it helps you remember those routines better because in the process of learning the moves to the music, your brain forms neural pathways, which are intrinsic to that learning process. So it's really, really important. And actually, we've started finding that even sports that weren't using music as part of their competition or their performance or their game are now starting to use music in every kind of step of the process, be it in training, preparing for their games or competitions, or actually as part of them performing. Wow. Music as a performance enhancing drug. Legal one. Yes. To add. <laughs> I love it. My goodness. That's absolute genius. And when people are performing in these big arenas, they're not like playing the, the music out of their mobile phone speaker. It's coming out of a big sound system. You can feel the bass and everyone's kind of on board with the shared experience. Do you think there's any link between the quality of the music and the audio playback systems at events? And, you know, does that kind of inspire the motivation and performance of professional athletes? Yes, I do think it has an impact. Um, Now, some of the competitions that we're working from, you know, we do work with the elite level of the sports, but we also work with the amateur levels. And the sports we're kind of dealing with are what we call long tail sports. They're not necessarily in the mainstream yet, Mm. um, with the exception of gymnastics and figure skating. And actually what happens is people will plug in their phone into the sound system And actually, the quality of the music being made isn't necessarily high quality. And then the speaker system isn't always the best standard because we're not dealing with necessarily dealing with the big sports that have the the budget to afford that. Mm. And so you get a muffled sound, which distracts the team on the floor because they can't hear the beats properly and the audience have no idea what's going on. And actually, in these kind of sports where you're performing to an audience and a set of judges in front of you, the interaction with the audience and the the kind of feeling in the room is really the excitement and engagement from the audience in the room is really important. And so if the audio is coming out bad, it immediately just puts a downer on the whole thing. So yes, I, I do think it's important to have high quality audio playback systems, but also high quality music mixes going into the system. Totally, totally. I know there's some great uh, research put together by Harmon that showed that people's emotional reaction and connection to a music experience depends very much on being able to hear what's in the music properly. You know, a lot is related to the low end and the bass frequencies as well in terms of how deeply you're moved. And that goes from, you know, dance music to R&B to jazz to classical. It's, it's very interesting stuff. And I'm not surprised to hear that it makes a big difference in terms of uh, athletics. But speaking of which, 
You're an incredibly accomplished athlete yourself. I've seen some <laughs> videos online where you're doing the uh, synchronised cheerleading. It's, yeah. it's incredibly athletic. Thank you. What role does good music and audio play in motivating your own training and performance? Yeah, it plays a big part. But I mean, I might be biased because I <laughs> run a music tech company. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not quite Olympic level. Cheerleading did just get Olympic status, which is super exciting. And, and I'm yeah. heavily involved on the disability inclusive side, uh, working towards getting that into the Paralympics. So myself, um, cheerleading is typically a team sport of 16 to 24 athletes, though I'm not involved so much working with a team anymore because company life takes over but I do still train with my partner and uh, he's a wheelchair user and he essentially throws me up in the air uh, and catches me most of the time (laughs) and we take those routines around the world to show people uh, what disability inclusive cheerleading is and what's Mm. possible and so we've done a lot of performances less so because of covid recently but music is absolutely everything to our routine And we spend a lot of time kind of choosing songs with lyrics that help us tell a story. In cheerleading, they also add voiceovers. So we'll order in custom voiceovers from a voiceover artist that I work with. But really, we spend a lot of time just kind of finding music that's appropriate and sometimes kind of describe some of the skills that we're hitting in the air as well. It's an important part of the process. But when it actually comes to training this is going to go against what um, everything else I've just said but I actually don't (laughs) like listening to music when we're training and the reason is because the skills that we're carrying out are really complex and my brain is going off thinking about all of the you know little bits of technique Mm -hmm. that when there's loud music that I don't enjoy so much especially because we train in a gym where other people might train Mm. then I just really struggle to to concentrate yeah but that being said if we're practicing a routine I have to have the music for the routine interesting and that's how I remember the skills as I said before how it helps with the learning process and so yeah it's a bit of a mix and and that's in training I also go running out uh, you know in the countryside here And so for that, I'll listen to podcasts sometimes, I'll listen to dubstep, I'll listen to pop music, kind of anything and everything. And it just depends on the activity that I'm doing and if I need to distract my brain or not. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, I kind of get that, that, you know, when you're uh, training for a routine, particularly in a group scenario, it's about communication, remembering the routines. Not that I will ever (laughs) get anywhere near that level of athleticism myself but I can kind of appreciate through what you're saying that you'd kind of need to be in the zone and kind of you know really concentrating on it and then when it comes to uh, the actual choreography and the performance it's all about the music syncing to that high quality music absolutely fascinating Um, thank you so much Chantal and you know so uh, Mikael we've heard a lot there about you know the motivations uh, for, you know, someone who's a very accomplished athlete, what it means to their performance, their routines, what it means in those arenas. But talk to us a bit about high performance audio design itself, designing the products. Now, you mentioned that you look after a lot of headphones and wearables, and I'm guessing a lot of the considerations would be around mobility and portability. But to what extent do you need to take fitness and training scenarios like this into account? You know, how, how does that fit into your whole design process? No, but I mean, when you make products for extremes, and I mean, mm. for workouts, it's it's extremes, right? We're making yeah. electronic components that needs to be yeah used in extreme areas, and it also needs to be yeah 
hygienically washed afterwards because you you kind of mm. want to wash your gear after a run or at least I do uh, and then uh, <laughs> we still see people outdoors uh, not running with products that aren't washable so it, it's mm. sort of things you need to consider you need to consider that you need to consider it being a, an added value and not a distraction I yeah. mean, fit, comfort, you should really, when you use the headphone or the, the true wireless in-ears, you should really like feel that they're there to give you the music and not there that you need to watch out so they fall out of your ears or it shouldn't add anything. So it's kind of a complex process to do that. Um, but I think we used to have managed it quite well the, the last years. Um, other things I mentioned fit, I mentioned comfort, but also durability. I mean, mm. this is something you throw in your bag and you have them there, you charge them when you need, and then you go to the gym. So it, it needs to be durable. It needs to yeah, withstand a lot of extremes and also deliver high performance audio quality because that's what you want, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. To your point, people get not annoyed, but distracted by low quality. So you need mm. to have high quality as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've got a lovely pair of uh, JBL in-ear true wireless uh, buds and they're just fantastic. And, you know, i drop them and I use them when I'm, you know, not running, but, you know, cutting down trees and stuff that I do where I live. And uh, they're just amazing. <laughs> they're so rugged. The battery life's amazing. And yeah. uh, I'm very grateful to have that kind of in-ear audio companion. And you have the ambient awareness as well when it's needed. Very durable, very technologically advanced audios, brilliant. They're very hygienic. Are there any special design and manufacturing techniques that you need to implement to meet these high performance scenarios? What's kind of under the hood there? It's a complex thing, right? If you talked about the technology in terms of noise cancelling, ambient aware and all mm. these things, and then adding up a layer of uh, waterproofness and, and, and washable, we were talking about products that you can actually swim with. Uh, they're waterproof even in salt water, wow. some of them. But I wouldn't recommend doing that because yeah, the audio will cut out because of the wireless connection, but they yeah. can withstand doing that. You can also take a shower with them and then still delivering great audio quality and also great microphone quality when if you want to do a podcast or a call with them. I mean, that's that's a layer of knowledge and also a difficult part to do mm. uh, if you don't have the proper expertise. I can't can't talk about how it's done in the factory, of course, but <laughs> when, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's not easy. I'll say it like that. I will take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's completely believable. Um, and you mentioned there the wireless works in many different scenarios. It's waterproof as well. But are there any tech features that folks should know about in terms of uh, fitness and performance? You know, are there any things that you're surprised that people don't use good features of these devices that you'd recommend? To be honest, I want to go back to basic. I'm, I'm surprised seeing people running around with normal headphones uh, these days. Uh, that's also a big surprise. Uh, totally. Just starting with that, I, I'm a huge fan of washing my workout gear uh, <laughs> after work. So I don't know. I don't, yes. I don't put on the suit and go running and then dry it off, go to the office. Yeah. But you kind of see that going on the, the day to day wow. uh, a lot of places. But yeah, the next thing is, I mean, great fit. It needs it need to have a great fit. And sure. every ear is different. Yeah. Uh, and when you talk about an in-ear, that's difficult. You need to have different designs. You need to have different fins. You need to have different plugs and then make sure that it adds to the performance as well. And also with the latest development in True Wireless, yeah, there's no wires anymore. So, I mean, uh, that's quite nice. It's not a distraction anymore. It's part of the journey. Yes, I think that is an important development that has happened and is continuing to happen and also making it available for the consumer at an affordable price is also quite a unique thing that we do, uh, definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, 
coming back to those JBL buds that I'm very fond of. Uh, when I got them, there's like a, a number of different ear fittings. I don't know what the technical word is, but you have this program and uh, it basically, you, you try the different things on, put them in your ear, and then it, it kind of self-measures for the right size for you, which I found enormously helpful. Yeah, right. You need to avoid the leakage part of the audio leakage because then again, your ambient aware won't work properly and the noise cancelling won't work properly. I mean, yeah. and also the audio quality gets less. So it's kind of to help you to understand that without the fit, without the full seal, then basically yeah. the audio experience is not there. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great feature. I was very grateful because I think I was heading in totally the wrong direction in terms of the ones that I chose for my ear. And, <laughs> and when, when it told me what the right ones were, it was like, oh, of course, this is how it should be. Yeah. Now, you know, Harman, and in particular, JBL, has a long-standing relationship with sports. I realise that you've picked up some very cool sporting ambassadors recently as well. Is there any names you'd like to drop? Yeah, Canis Parker, I mean, uh, the women's NBA, I mean, Amazing. Luke Kennard, uh, I mean, the brightest, one of the brightest players and teams in the NBA series, definitely yeah. a big part of that family. And also, yeah, great to have them on. Oh yeah, fantastic. These are, they really are athletes at the top of their game. It's uh, very impressive that they're associating themselves with JBL and Harmon. And uh, Chantal, coming over to yourself, we're speaking about famous athletes. Now, do you have a favourite pairing of athleticism and music? And uh, I'm hoping the answer is yes. And uh, if you could tell us who was the athlete, what was the track, what was the event, what really impressed you? Yeah, so I do. Um and it's in the gymnastics space. And the athlete is Caitlin Ahashi. She uh, is a US uh, UCLA gymnast. And she, albeit I believe the routine was illegal, but that aside, uh, <laughs> she did use uh, some music from Michael Jackson, who's obviously wow. very sensitive um, to rights. But yes. Uh, yes, the routine went viral. She scored a 10 out of a 10 routine, which was, I think, the first time in wow. a very long time. And you can really see the impact that good music has on the athletic performance. And she really just took the crowd by storm and the judges by storm too, clearly. And it's it was a, a very memorable routine. Um, and so that was probably one of my favorite moments so far, though I do have other examples in some of the other sports. Oh, fantastic. But they're probably less famous athletes because the sports are less mainstream. <laughs> Anne Brun, who's a, I think, a Scandinavian singer-songwriter, she posted a video from the Olympics and it was somebody doing a routine to her cover version of Alphaville's Big in Japan. It was absolutely stunning. It brought the whole poignancy to the music. And I, I wasn't aware of the cover before. So it's, it's an interesting example of discovering some music through an athletic event. Yeah. What, what do you think, Chantal, what do you think is next for high-performance audio in high-performance sports? Where do you think it's going to go? Well, hopefully up. Um, <laughs> hopefully we'll have more higher quality audio in these kind of sporting spaces. Yeah. Uh, something that we're looking at doing to help improve that is prevent people from using their phones and plugging their phones in um, because you get all sorts of connection issues yeah. and then the music just randomly stops because someone gets a phone call. <laughs> Uh, or you're waiting for someone to press play for five minutes. Oh. I've been on stage waiting for that to happen. Wow. And so we're, we're building some technology that will help these kind of sporting competitions playlist their events. And therefore the audio is just directly coming through the, the speaker system. And as these sports get to be more of mainstream, the quality of the speaker systems will inevitably increase. But I think technology is moving on that companies 
like Harm and GPL are able to make speakers more affordable. And I think having affordable speakers in these smaller gym spaces in their training session, also just kind of portable speakers when you're going out and training in a field sometimes is is going to be really beneficial as well and will have an impact on the athlete's performance. Absolutely. Brilliant. I look forward to that. And uh, Mikael, coming over to yourself, what do you think we can look out for in terms of product design for sports, fitness and, you know, even wellness scenarios? Yeah, I mean, the headphone or the headset or the true wireless comes with many names, right? It's just an extension of the content you want to listen to. So I think the connection between the content and the extension of your phone is something that you can see transforming into the products more and more as they get more advanced. Mm. And also, of course, the multi-purpose aspect of it. I think I touched upon it briefly there uh, earlier when talking about having products that are hygienic that you can use actually in more spaces than just one. Mm. So uh, that would also kind of develop further into each other. Interesting. My goodness. Okay, watch this space. So there is one more question that I need to ask each of you, and that is we have a title playlist that accompanies the Audio Talks podcast, and each of our VIP guests is invited to contribute a track. So I'm going to ask you, what's your go-to musical track for your own high-performance moments in sport or otherwise for our title playlist? And we'll start with yourself, Chantal. So this is kind of a joint choice with my partner, because when you're doing team sport, you have to consider the musical taste of everyone on the team so that everyone can like bond and and get behind the music as well. Um, And actually, I mean, I do love this artist, too, but uh, the artist is Fallout Boy. And I'm waiting for my deal with one of the majors to finally get them on board. Um, to then be able to do a whole routine mix of their music. But the specific song would probably be Centuries. Um, so Centuries by Fallout Boy. And Fallout Boy seems to be kind of like the classic partner stunt music. So partner stunt being duo-based cheerleading skills, kind of like acrobatics. And a lot of people back in the day, about 10 years or so ago, um, were using a lot of Fallout Boy music. And it just really gets you kind of in the zone and ready to to go and do these really cool kind of skills. And so that's that's the one. Amazing. I'm going to try listening to yep. that and see if I get a bit more athletic uh, in general. And uh, <laughs> great choice. Great choice from you and your partner there. Thank you. Mikael, what's your shout for the playlist? Wow. How can I follow up that one? I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm... Uh, yeah, I liked your point in the beginning where actually the, the music is a performance drug, uh, a legal one uh, kind of comment. <laughs> I explains a lot why I need music to go running. <laughs> I tried without and uh, yeah, don't go well. So I basically I'm at that stage I need. Uh, and then I was uh, running in, it's autumn here now. So it's kind of, it's not that, it's not that upbeat to go outside anymore. It's, it's kind of a tough one. So, but I was listening to the, uh, the latest Ed Sheeran uh, songs, Shivers. Uh, it's a kind of a guilty pleasure. I like the beat. <laughs> nice. uh, I, I don't say it loudly to many people, but now the world knows. So yeah. <laughs> I was literally running to that this morning. There you go. So that's my <laughs> contribution. <laughs> Ed Sheeran is the choice of champions. I love it. Yeah, Ed Sheeran's very welcome on this playlist. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Great choices, both of you there. And uh, my own contribution to the playlist is going to be Eye of the Tiger, but uh, not the original, the Paul Anka cover version, which is kind of a loose lounge core take on the muscular classic it's more at home lifting a martini than a kettlebell uh, so i hope you enjoy that so listen thank you so much for joining us on audio talks presented by harman chantal epp 
Thank you very much for having me. And Mikkel Harie. Thank you for having me. It's been a great, great pleasure. Awesome to have you both. And listeners, don't forget to subscribe, comment, review and share with your friends and family. We'll be back soon for some more fascinating audio talks. See you next time.